0: great to be back for another episode of the Disruptive Voices of the Pacific. I'm sitting here with um, a good young man that I've just met in the last couple of weeks. He's a courageous man. Um, he loves Jesus. And today, for the first time, he is sharing his story about how his wife cheated on him. Now, many of you will remember that a couple of months ago, I interviewed a woman called Lola on her story about her husband cheating on her and that received um just huge feedback so so many views um so many comments so many women reaching out to me but also at that time I had a number of men reach out to me saying hey my wife has done the same thing to me which I'm so aware that um women cheat as well (laughs) it's not just the men um and so today we're going to talk to a young man who's experienced uh, his wife leaving him and just the pain that that's caused. So welcome, Tom.
1: Uh, thank you, Letitia. I just want to see it's a privilege and honour to, to be here and share my story with you uh, this afternoon.
0: Yeah, no, thank you. Are you a little bit nervous?
1: Uh, yes, uh, I believe it's the first time for me, and I'm not used to speaking in English, so this will be my first time, I guess.:
0: I think your English is amazing. Um, I wish I could understand Fijian and interview you in Fijian, but that's beyond my abilities. <laughs> so your English is better than my Fijian. So um, you're now around the age of 37. And you got married at the age of 27 to a woman six years younger than you. So she was 21. Um, where did you guys meet? Uh,
1: we m- met uh, way back in, I uh, um, believe it's uh, 2008 in a club, in a nightclub. That's where we first met.
0: Okay, it's always um, a good place to meet people, isn't it? <laughs> this is before you were following Jesus. Um, yeah, the clubs are always full here in Suva on the weekends. Um, okay, and had you been, how long were you dating her before you um, decided to get married?
1: Uh, we've been uh, dating for about uh, four, four years before we got married.
0: So four years—that's a long time to get to know some, someone. Someone. Uh, that's the school bell next door going off. Um, four years. So in that time, did you feel like you got to know her and see different characteristics of her?
1: Yes, uh, I because uh, the time she was still in high school, but uh, for me, I. Like I've been uh, at age like six years uh, older than her, that time I was working so for me I thought that that time was a good time for me to start a family and while I'm working I believe that uh, I'm able to start a family with that year.
0: Okay, so she was still in high school and at a club, and you met her. (laughs) How do they... Well, there's no... Yeah, actually, there's no... uh, No one checks age at the clubs here in Fiji, I've noticed, because I did venture out one night to see what goes on in the clubs and was shocked at the number of young people. So um, that's how older men can meet younger women. Um, So, but it wasn't long until you had gotten married that you found out that she was cheating on you. Did you have any idea before you got married that maybe um, she was into these activities?
1: Uh, at the time when we dating, like I used to suspect the, that she's uh, been going around with other guys, uh, some from school and in high school and others from the areas that uh, she's been living in. But uh, for me, what I thought that if we're going to get married, maybe she might change uh, ways and behavior.
0: Did you ever confront her? You know, you're obviously suspecting some things were going on. Did you ever talk to her about it or you just chose to (laughs) keep going on?
1: Yeah, sometimes I used to ask... uh do you really like me or do you really want to have a relationship with me because what i've been hearing and like suspecting is uh, i don't believe that you really want to have a relationship and settle down to start a new family so i've been asking a question but you know when she's young she denies a lot of uh, things and It's always hard for her to respond, eh? so...
0: Yep, no, and especially if you're living a life that's a lie, Um, you're doing all you can to cover up. You'd actually, she had become pregnant with your child before you were married, was that correct?
1: Yes, uh, by the time she was pregnant, uh, for me, because what I've mentioned before, i knew it the that age is for me to settle down eh? so whatever i have to do i have to accept it even though that time you we were like a bit different from where we think when she told me that she got pregnant uh, i just accepted even though i don't know whose baby is it is it mine or someone else because at the, that time It's for me, I believe that I have to accept the fact that she's pregnant and I have to deal with it and try and start a family with her.
0: So you were willing to work through it all, knowing that you're 27, there's probably pressure from family and people around, hey, Tom, get married. (laughs) So did you ever find out if that first child was yours or someone else's?
1: For me, I... Don't want to really go and find it up or go to hospital and go for test or anything. I just uh, I'm just happy because at least uh, I've got uh, a baby. Yes.
0: So you've just chosen, no matter who you think it might belong to, you've chosen to uh, love it like your own. Love. It's a. Is it a he or a she? It's a he. Love that boy like he's your own and. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. So it was a couple of months then into your marriage when um, you really became face to face with the fact that she had she was cheating on you with your best friend.
1: Is yes, uh, the first uh, guy that I know that uh, she cheated uh, with me on is. Uh, there's a friend who came from overseas, it's a guy who came from overseas, and uh, she told me that she has to go, even though she was pregnant at that time, she has to go and visit him, and say goodbyes to him, so I know that it's wrong, but uh, from that time I just have to accept it. And let her go, because uh, that time she was pregnant. I do not want to do something to hurt her. So I just let her go to, for her to go to uh, that guy.
0: So she went and then lived with him?
1: She, uh, the guy just came and spent holidays and went back. So she just go and spend the night with that guy. I don't know <laughs> where they went. And after a few days later, then she returned back to me.
0: So then she'd come back to you. <laughs> ah, that would be extremely hard. Um, extremely hard. How, I mean, did you not get angry or how did you respond when she came back to you? How did you not kick her out?
1: For me, one thing I learned, like, Uh, what my mother used to advise me is that uh, there's only two of us boys in the family and she used to advise us not to not to harm women like uh, it's uh, not to like be violent eh, with women don't harm them don't touch them because we don't have a sister so that's something I used to take it deep inside my heart, is the, that advice. Even though she's my wife and she's done something wrong to me, I have to accept her and forgive her.
0: Yes, no, that's, uh, your mum's a wise woman. Um, you got to forgive, but then there's got to be some change from her. Did she ever apologise or repent for, because um, there was a few other occasions that uh, things happened too before you finally divorced, but did she ever acknowledge that what she'd done to you was wrong?
1: Uh, there comes a point of time when she just all uh, up and explained to me, eh? and that time they were having a relationship, uh, like having an affair with another, the second guy, so she was just telling me straight on the face that I'm going out with this uh, man here. So, but when I hear it, I just accept it because I'm just thinking. At oh, that time, I was we were having a baby, and my son. So I have to accept the fact that, even though she's, I have to take care and hold my family together.
0: Yes. Okay. Did you think she would ever change? Were you holding it together hoping that one day she would wake up, turn around, change, apologise and get her life together?
1: Uh, from I used to ask her if you can talk about it. We have to settle our uh, matters, eh? uh, but... Uh, Whenever I want to ask her for her to sit down with me and talk about it, our family issue, our family problems, and uh, she always tell me two things. Uh, there's nothing to talk about, and only you just talk, then I'll listen. But at the end of the time, it's like I'm just talking to myself. Eh? There was no listening and everything.
0: Yeah. No, it's very hard to... Um Repair a marriage takes two, doesn't it? Um, And when she's not willing, so how long was it into the marriage when you decided to get divorced?
1: Um, It uh, took time for me from the time while we were married uh, in the year 2012. So from there, I. I thought that I could handle our relationship well. Eh? I can manage, but as years goes by, after a long three years later, still I, the problem becomes worse. So I just give her another grace period before I made my decision Then I can move on. I have to accept the fact that she won't change so i have to do something about it
0: Mm. yeah i think you do have to come to that point at some time or another and it's it's a divorce is needed when because you made a covenant between her and yourself not her and all the other men um and sometimes i think i hear a lot in fiji that we're going to save the marriage and hold on and hold on and hold on but it actually uh, doesn't help anyone when um we stay in those toxic environments um, if the other person isn't willing to change. What effect did this have on you, on your mental health? Um, how did it, you know, the, the, the time after that, how did that affect you?
1: So from uh, the moment that she started, uh, after one year after we get married, then she started having these affairs. From that time, the only thing I believe that I have to repent and and start a relationship with God. Eh? But from that time, I uh, thought that if I gonna change, then everything will become smooth eh? and started back to normal our our marriage life. Eh? But at that time. I want to change and I want to start a relationship with God, but uh, the, I did not know that the pain was really unbearable. It was too deep inside, uh, when it's the first time for me to feel heartbreak, when that's the first ex- time for me to experience it, so it was hard. I thought that everything was normal. But as years goes by, the hurts become more and more, like, it's like pile up. So at the end, uh, by the first month, January 2014, then I was stressed out. Then I become mentally ill in the year 2014, the month of January. Yeah.
0: Um, so mentally ill, what, what did that look like for you?
1: Uh, for me, uh, it's a new sickness too for me. I haven't experienced anything like that in my entire life. So to become mentally ill, it's a different kind of story and... I always believe after I recover from it that only God can heal a person. Eh? By stripes that I can be healed. That's the only thing about... Uh,
0: so you described to me earlier that it was you had two years of depression, um, you found yourself in St. Giles, uh, you were suicidal. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh,
1: from... it's a different... Kind of uh, atmosphere and a feeling when you're mentally ill, and even though we have been uh, treated in the hospital, like still, it's very hard for us to recover to go back to our normal life, and for me, it's been hard. And everything I thought that I can do to help me heal. It's very hard because uh, once you're and you have a uh, heartbreak, uh, only God uh, can heal, uh, can mend the broken heart, eh? so it's been a tough experience for me.
0: No, very, very tough. Um, can you tell us, because God obviously has a bigger plan for your life, you're still here, but. Can you tell us how your suicide attempt failed? What what happened?
1: Well, I was... Uh, that was one afternoon, if I could recall, so... Uh, I was with a staff nurse and uh, a male, uh, he took me outside because he knew that I was... I go and inform the staff that I want to commit suicide. So he was trying to calm me down. So he took me outside and we have to watch the trees. It was getting, uh, it was uh, like uh, the evening. eh? So uh, the sun was going down. So he was trying to talk to me and to calm me down. And that time, I still want to commit suicide, the feeling of committing suicide to end things, everything to end my life because uh, I thought it was a good thing and it's like uh, the time, first time for me to experience the hearing of voices, uh, something that we experienced uh, during uh, when we were mentally ill. Eh? It's, it's like someone is speaking to my, our mind. And that time, I believe it was Satan who was telling me to commit suicide. So, he was telling me to commit suicide and I believe that if I commit suicide, it will be a better better thing for me to do, yeah.
0: So you tried to jump off a cliff, but something held you back?
1: Yes. uh I, it's like I'm competing in uh, in sports, so like I'm doing a long jump. Eh? So when the time that feeling came to me, I did not hesitate to make uh, like double-minded or I just go straight, I just run and jump from a cliff, right uh, from top, right down. Eh? But uh, I can't believe that something it's like pull my T-shirt away from the cliff and drag me down. Through the trees, where I fell and tumbled down, and I didn't reach uh, down at the bottom of the cliff. Yeah.
0: No, that's um, that's incredible. That's incredible. That's uh, yeah. I'd I'd say it's an angel, the hand of God, coming upon you. We've just had a group of. Young boys turn up and decide to have their rugby match right next to where we're recording. So, <laughs> if you're wondering what all that screaming and yelling is, um, I don't know if the mic's picking it up or not. Yeah, what an amazing journey! What you know now that you're out of that depression and um, mental health. What what's the biggest thing you've learned through this painful experience?
1: Um, this uh, one thing I learned is that. Uh, while I'm experiencing all these uh, things, uh, it uh, helps me to understand what the Word of God is telling me that uh, all uh, sons and daughters of God they go through a trial, eh? and it's a blessing for them to have a trial or a test so I always believe after everything that has happened to my life, till now that God is uh, testing me uh, to be one of the soldiers eh, of uh, his uh, kingdom. So uh, the trials and the suffering is just a blessing for me. That's one thing I've learned.
0: Well, I don't think... um It's not often that Christians can say that suffering is a blessing for them, but um, it's a way that we experience God in a different way, isn't it? Um, So, yeah, thank you for sharing this morning. Um, As we leave, what would you, any other men out there, because I know there are other men out there probably going through a similar situation, um, how would you like to encourage them, those who are currently, you know, realising that their wives are off with other men. Uh, What's some final last words would you like? She whiz. <laughs> um, I think these guys are going loud. Anyway, just uh, leave us with some final words.
1: Uh, to all my brothers, uh, young men and also uh, uh, husband, that's been having the same experience like uh, if your wife is uh, cheating on you my advice is that uh, we men used to take matters in our own hands eh? but if you leave it to God you pray for it he always uh, give us a better like uh, a way. He always come up with a way. Uh, There's a way that we think it's okay, like we want to solve things on our own. eh? But if we listen to God, He's the only way, because He says He's the way, He's the truth and the life. So if we want uh, advice or anything, we have to just ask Him in prayer. And He always... uh, give us the right way to follow, then uh, we have to learn a lot from God's word and uh, he's the only one who can help us when we're having that... the the problems with uh, our partner. Only God is the only one we can call to.
0: Yeah, well thank you. Um, and I know today you're not sharing your story to um, get back at your ex-wife. This is not some vindication plan at all. I think um, everyone who shares their story on this platform is really to I think it helps bring healing to ourselves as we can speak our stories, but to encourage others. Um, I know this has been a platform that has um, just given so many other people courage as they've heard the stories. Um, But also, you know, Fiji, we can do better, can't we? This is not God's intention for us to um, be in and out of relationships and cheating and infidelity and pornography and abuse and all the things we discuss. But uh, God wants to heal Fiji, he wants to heal the relationships Uh, and so my prayer is is that as we hear these stories God will convict our own hearts and that we'll search our own hearts and repent where we need to as well Uh, get help, clean up the church um, and begin to become a healthy nation so thank you for tuning in, thank you so much uh, Tom and God bless you all, we'll be back next week for another episode
1: I see your suffering I see the pain Beneath that bowl
0: smile Come out from hiding The sun is rising
1: Let the islands hear easily